Hi everyone, this is Tyler Martin, the host of the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to teaching busy people how to develop lifelong fitness habits and fit sustainable diet and exercise into their life. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and also please check out my website, frictionfactorfitness.com to sign up for my email newsletter to receive all my latest podcasts, articles, and content. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how anyone can use the science of habit formation to turn exercise into a habit so that it's very easy to make exercise part of your lifestyle long term. When we think about trying to adopt an exercise routine or regimen, most of us usually associate this with things like getting motivated or drumming up more willpower so that we can exercise. We believe that in order to regularly engage in exercise, we have to make extraordinary conscious efforts in order to do that. The assumption behind this idea is that the power of our conscious decisions are what drive all of our day-to-day behaviors. But the reality is that a significant percentage of our daily behaviors are the result of habits, not behaviors that we have to consciously drum up motivation for. It's actually estimated that more than 40% of our daily behaviors are driven by habits, not by conscious effort. For people who want to make lasting lifestyle change that includes something like regular exercise, you're going to be much better off trying to exercise by turning it into a habit than by trying to constantly force workouts into your day-to-day life via drumming up more motivation or by exerting just pure willpower. We should be leaning on the power of habit not the power of decision or grit. And while the brute force method of trying to force yourself to exercise, of willing your way to doing healthy behaviors consistently, may work for a few weeks, or you may even be able to keep it up for a few months, this approach almost always leads to burnout. This is exactly why most New Year's resolutions to improve physical fitness fail within six weeks because people just decide to jam long, strenuous workouts into their busy schedule even though in most cases these routines are highly disruptive to their everyday life. And they're just not very repeatable, especially for people who live an extremely busy lifestyle, which most people do. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the science of habit formation and how you can use habit building techniques to make healthy behaviors, in this case exercise, part of your everyday life. So let's dive right in. First, let's get clear on exactly what habits are because having this understanding is important to being able to fully leverage habits to achieve your fitness goals. Most people think of habits as a behavior or routine that someone repeats automatically without much thought, and broadly this is pretty accurate. But there is more to habits than just the repetition of behavior. A very critical component of habits is the setting or the circumstances in which the habit is triggered or performed. 
For instance, if you have a habit of making a smoothie every morning, your habit is cued by the familiar routine of waking up and then walking into the kitchen, seeing your blender sitting on the countertop. After lots of repetition, this routine of seeing the blender as you walk into the kitchen automatically begins to cue what's called your habit memory to begin the process of making the smoothie. So habits are not just the repetition of behavior, they're the repetition of behavior under the same or very similar circumstances every time. And this is important to understand because if your setting or your cues change, then your habits may not be triggered to initiate. When it comes to forming habits, many people want to know how long this process actually takes. How long does it take to build a new habit? The answer is that it can vary based on the individual as well as the complexity of the behavior itself that you're trying to adopt. But in general, it takes about 66 days of repetition of a behavior for a habit to begin to form. Or if you want a broader range, plan on it taking about two to three months for a repeated behavior to start to feel more automatic. One thing that's important to point out here is that the process of building habits is gradual. It's not as though you repeat a behavior for 65 days in a row and then magically that behavior starts to feel completely effortless on day number 66. In my personal experience, the process of building new habits is very gradual. You don't really notice that it's starting to get easier as the habit is developing because it's incrementally happening a little bit every day. The behavior pattern that you're repeating just gets easier each day until eventually you reach this point where things do feel automatic. Well, one other thing that's important to say here is that habits reduce the amount of conscious effort that a routine behavior requires. This needs to be emphasized, especially when we're talking about exercise, because people sometimes take me to mean that once a habit is formed, that exercise is going to become completely effortless, which is not true. That's actually impossible. The reality is that exercise will never be effortless because it's an activity that requires physical exertion. It requires using energy to do physical work. This is a feature of exercise that can't be changed. But what does become easier as you turn exercise into a habit is initiating the process of exercising. When you're able to do this habitually, you no longer have to drum up willpower to get yourself into the act of exercising. Making yourself start the workout will just be a habit that requires little or no effort. Another thing that does get easier once you have formed an exercise habit is that the exercise routine itself requires much less conscious effort. You don't have to think much about what to do, like the steps of the workout or the technique of the exercises. You have all the steps of the procedure memorized, and so you don't have to put much thought into what to do. You can just focus on the doing. Um, it becomes 
similar to a habit that has many steps, like tying your shoes, for instance. You have the technique for how to tie your shoes memorized, so you don't have to think through the process step by step every time you tie your shoes. This is the way all habits actually work. Now let's talk about how to set yourself up for success at building a new fitness habit. As I said previously, a habit isn't just a routine that you force yourself to do regularly. It's a memorized behavior pattern that is triggered or cued to start by a particular circumstance or setting. For instance, you are cued to tie your shoes in the circumstance where you feel your laces flopping around because your shoes have somehow come untied. The untied laces flopping are a circumstantial cue that prompts you to initiate a habitual behavior pattern, which is the procedure of tying your shoes. All habits have a cue, and you can use this fact to integrate new habits into your regular routine. Now, first, it's important to say that anything can be a behavioral cue for a habit. For instance, a daily alarm on your phone or a certain time of day or being in a certain place, such as sitting on the couch watching TV, all of these things um, could potentially cue some type of behavior. Other routines and habits can also be a cue to initiate or trigger related habits. For instance, the routine of eating dinner at the kitchen table could be a cue for you to get up and clean the dishes after the meal is over. So hopefully that makes sense. Now let's talk about how you can design behavior cues to help you build an exercise habit. Let's say that you're trying to establish a basic exercise habit for general health. You can help yourself do this by deciding in advance what your cue to initiate your workout is actually going to be. I highly recommend selecting a specific time of day that you're going to exercise every day. For instance, I exercise in the morning right after I wake up. That is a cue for me. I get up, I use the restroom, and that's my cue to go straight to my home gym area. And for me, the cue to exercise is both the time of day and a certain prerequisite routine, which is getting out of bed, walking into the bathroom, going to the bathroom. That cues me to move down to my home gym and get started, and that is automatic. Now, my cues don't have to be your cues, but the point is that most of us have a set routine that we follow when we wake up, and it's a good strategy to anchor your exercise protocol to an existing morning routine. If you can consciously do this for about that 66-day period, it will begin to start feeling automatic, and your morning routine itself will become a cue to initiate your new habit, which is your workout habit. A very important concept that's often overlooked when it comes to habit formation is something called friction, which I define as the inefficient use of time or energy in a behavioral routine. 
Friction is anything that makes a process more difficult to complete, such as something that makes the process take longer or require more effort or both. I like to use the example of brushing your teeth as a very low friction activity because brushing your teeth only requires a few steps. You walk into the bathroom, you get out the toothbrush and toothpaste, apply the toothpaste to the toothbrush, and then you can begin brushing your teeth. That's it. That's the whole process in four simple steps. Now imagine how much more difficult brushing your teeth would be if it required more steps, more time-consuming steps. Imagine that in order to brush your teeth effectively, you actually had to drive to a dentist's office every day. This would be an extremely time-consuming step that would really disrupt your daily schedule. This is a perfect example of friction, and you can easy, easily imagine how much more difficult it would be to brush your teeth consistently if it really required a trip to the dentist on a daily basis. That would make it very hard to consistently fit brushing your teeth in on a day-to-day -day basis. The point is that the more friction there is in a process, the more difficult that process is going to be to repeat. And when a behavior isn't repeatable, then it's much more difficult to be consistent, which means that habit formation is going to become highly unlikely. If a routine is so full of friction that you can't keep it up consistently for that 66-day period, then you're never going to reach the point where a habit starts to form and things start to feel easier. One of the most powerful things that you can do to form any habit, in this case an exercise habit, is to find ways to minimize the friction so that your routine becomes as repeatable as possible. Because a highly repeatable workout routine is much more likely to lead to habit formation and ultimately to lifestyle change. This is why I advocate for doing short workouts seven days a week at home. This is very unorthodox, but it's an approach that is much lower in friction compared to a traditional approach to exercise. Because for most people, if you can do a short workout in the morning before the world wakes up and your day gets started, there's a much lower chance that other priorities are going to arise, like a sick kid or a flat tire or a surprise work meeting. When exercise is a morning routine, competing priorities don't get a chance to disrupt your schedule and your goal of getting exercise complete for the day. So it's a much more likely time to exercise that people are going to be able to be consistent with. And consistency is critical for habit formation. Now, by exercising at home instead of commuting to a gym, you significantly reduce the length of time that the entire exercise process takes, which means that it's less challenging to fit workouts into your busy schedule. And by doing short workouts every day, you are actually exercising much more frequently than in a traditional approach, 
which normally would require people to exercise for longer sessions, usually around three to four times per week. But by shortening your workouts and doing them seven days a week, you increase the frequency of initiating the activity of exercise while still doing the same total amount of exercise over the course of a week. It's just spread out across a higher number of days. But the higher workout frequency with this everyday approach allows you to habituate your behavioral response to cues, like waking up in the morning, for instance. It lets you do that much more efficiently. The result of this approach is that exercise becomes a habit much easier and faster, and ultimately, exercise is much more likely to become part of your lifestyle long term. Again, because it's easier to repeat. If you look at most of the behavior change models in psychology, there is something like the idea of friction. For instance, in the fog behavior model, which is often utilized and referenced in the fitness world, it says that one of the primary factors in a person's ability to change their behavior is the ease of making the change. If you think about what friction really is, which is any factor that makes a process more difficult to execute, you can see how the amount of friction affects how easy it is to repeat a desired behavior. So we can say that eliminating friction increases the ease of behavior change. And while ease of behavior change isn't the only thing that matters when you're trying to change a behavior, you also need motivation and you need to have attainable goals, but making the desired behavior as easy as possible to perform is critical to success. It's the one thing though that usually isn't talked about when we think of behavior change or when we discuss behavior change. When we are considering behavior change, it's critical to start really thinking about and respecting the fact that friction is a major factor in the process of habit formation and we should take it seriously because it's the factor that we in most cases have much more control over than other areas. We only have so much motivation, we only have so much willpower and so you know you can't force more of that than you actually have but you can change processes, you can find ways to conduct a behavior pattern more efficiently, that's something that you do have more control over. And so it's a, it's a primary tactic or strategy when it comes to behavior change, and it can make all the difference in the world as to whether or not you do or do not succeed in forming a habit. Okay, so let's wrap up for today. Remember that if you want to make exercise a consistent part of your life long term, you're going to be much better off focusing on building habits rather than trying to force yourself to exercise with willpower or trying to get yourself excited enough to exercise by drumming up motivation. These are things that work in the short term maybe, but they're bad long-term strategies that lead to burnout. Nearly half of all your behaviors are habits that you don't have to think about. And that's exactly the result that you should be aiming for when it comes to exercising, to build an exercise habit. 
And to help you do this, you have two powerful tools. The first is establishing environmental or situational cues, like setting out your gym gear so that you see it when you step out of bed, or walking to your workout area every morning after you use the bathroom. The second tool that you have is the elimination of friction, like working out at home to eliminate drive time or working out in the morning to avoid distractions and disruptions that come in day-to-day -day life. Cues make it easier to initiate the exercise process. Eliminating friction increases the repeatability of the process and with high repeatability you can be consistent and after about 66 days of exercise consistency you can develop an exercise habit that becomes part of your everyday lifestyle and this is really something that can work for anybody no matter how busy you are or how inexperienced you are or even how out of shape you may be the science of ha habit formation works and it works for everyone so you can do this Thanks again for listening to the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it valuable, please subscribe, please like, and please share with others who you think may also find it helpful. Also, please check out my website, frictionfactorfitness.com, to sign up for my email newsletter, access my free fitness calculator tool, and download a teaser of the first three chapters of my new book, The Friction Factor, The Busy Person's Guide to Sustainable Diet and Exercise, which is now available wherever books are sold. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for future episodes.